Hi everyone and welcome to the Effortless Weddings Podcast. My name is Heidi, I'm your host, a marriage celebrant in Melbourne, and each week I talk to a wedding industry professional about how we can help you with planning your wedding. Not anyone else's idea of a wedding, your wedding, an event that is meaningful to you. We guide you through figuring out what that means with the aim of making it all completely effortless. Today, I chat with Tanya from Heavenly Creations Floristry, who offers several packages to suit any wedding size and budget. Tanya can help you source props and design all of your floral needs, including bouquets, flower crowns, buttonholes, arbors, signing tables, centerpieces, cake decorations, and even flower walls. Tanya loves combining unusual colours and textures to create original pieces of floral art that bring your vision to life. Hi Tanya, how are you going? I'm very good, thank you. Good. Thank you so much for taking the time to join me on the Effortless Weddings podcast. Um, You're a florist, is that correct? That's correct, I am. Yes, so I work from home. Yes. And I specialise to weddings and events, but I also do flower deliveries. Oh, beautiful. So like Valentine's Day or anniversary flower deliveries, that kind of thing. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So yeah. I haven't got beautiful. a shop, but um, people can pick up or I deliver. Okay. And where are you located? I am in Clyde North. And how long have you been doing it and how did you get into it? So I, I always wanted to work with flowers. I always had it in my head, but I never said anything to anyone and, mm. and, I did an apprenticeship when I was 16. I grew up in Switzerland, I have to say, Mm -hmm. and I totally hated it. And I just did it to please my dad, pretty much. (laughs) What was the apprenticeship in? I'm actually by trade um, an engineer draftswoman for heating systems. Wow, that's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Very different. Very different. And I hated every minute of it, (laughs) literally. So I really yeah. didn't want to do it, but I didn't, I was 16, didn't have the guts to say anything. And I just, you know, did four years. It took four years. And then I just ended up working for my parents and mm. I did lots of office work, but I never forgot flowers. And then one day I did flowers for my best friend for her wedding. Yeah. And that was it. Then I just thought, oh, one day I will do this. But then I moved to Australia. Yeah. And, you know, different things happened again. <laughs> yeah. And then I finally, I find, I think probably when I realized that I've been sitting in an office chair for more than 30 years, I thought, that's it. Yeah. I need to change. Yeah. You had and, enough. Yeah. That's exactly right. And now I, I haven't looked back. I love it. I love it so much. I'm happy oh. and it's the best thing I've ever done. Yeah. As a little side note, do you mind if I ask, what is it that you love about flowers? Is that something you can describe? I don't know. <laughs> um, I'm not sure. I think it's, it's an artistry. Yeah. I, I always, I like to draw. I like to just craft things, work with my hands. I always did. And I've always been drawn to flowers. I love to garden. I love my, my I've got roses in the garden and I just, it makes me happy. Yeah. Flowers make me happy. Yeah. I don't think I know anyone that doesn't like flowers. You know, don't yeah. get me wrong. They're beautiful to look at. They smell beautiful. Yeah. And, just, and, and especially also in Australia, because there is like where I come from, Switzerland, pretty much everything is imported, you know, like okay. or 
countries. And here there is yeah. such an amazing variety of native plants. And I absolutely love Australian natives. And I like to mix them together with different, with different textures, sometimes even dry flowers and things like that. So that's pretty would you say that you have a point of difference compared to other florists, particularly in the wedding industry, I suppose? I think, look, my advantage is that I, like the people only deal with me. So I don't have any staff. I'm a one woman show. <laughs> and they deal with me from the start to the, to the end. Um, I try to be very personable and I'm, try to be always on top of things like, you know, respond to emails quickly. And, and I like to meet them at the moment. It's a bit hard, obviously. So everything is like via email or zoom or phone calls, but it's nice to meet, to meet the couple. And I think that makes a big difference. And my proposals, like if you, if you ask me for a quote, I don't just, I don't have computer generated quotes. I really sit down for every couple and I find flowers that match their, you know, their color scheme. So they will get like up to 13 pages of a proposal from me to look through. Wow. So it takes a lot of time, but it makes a difference. It totally makes a difference. And they can imagine what are they getting. And I think you're right about meeting with couples. That's something that's coming up time and time again. The more suppliers that I talk to is... Like, like your vibe attracts your tribe kind of thing. If you hire That's suppliers, right. yeah, yeah, hiring suppliers and vendors that you get along with and that, and that yeah. you like spending time with, you know, working with to collaborate on your vision for your wedding, you seem to get the best results. So I think wanting to meet the couples is really valid. It's true. And, and they spend a lot of money um, mm. on a wedding, you know, and it's like when you build a house. Yeah. You, you can't just, you know, get an architect or a builder that you've never seen. So mm -hmm. it's kind of important to meet them. And if you like them, then that's great. And if you haven't got that feeling, then you just have to move on to someone else. That's just the way it is. <laughs> yeah. And because weddings are such an intimate thing, you know, it's about a couple in love who want to yeah. celebrate that love. So yeah, I think meeting with them just makes the world of difference, doesn't it? Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. And what should couples consider before approaching a florist? Um, are there things that you need to know from them? Yeah. So first of all, it would be good if they've got the date. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm a small um, florist, I obviously, I only book like, if, I, if it's a big wedding, I book out the whole weekend for them. So okay. I don't book another wedding on that, on that state and sometimes even on the two days, the day before and the day after, if I have to break down. Mm -hmm. um, and it would be good if they have an idea maybe on colors, mm -hmm. color scheme, and the quantity, like for example, you know, how many bridesmaids have they got and how many groomsmen, how many tables they might have. Mm -hmm. But really, you know, a lot of things can, ch can change until four weeks before the wedding, which mm -hmm. is absolutely fine. But a couple of things like dates and colors, and maybe they there's a flower, there's flowers they totally hate, mm -hmm. or they have allergies, for example, which nowadays happens quite a lot. Yep. Um, things like that would be good to know if they have that before. Allergies is really valid that um, I, yeah. I, I didn't even think of it, and I feel silly for not thinking of it when it comes to flowers. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
obviously these days there's lots of artificial flowers as well but you can do you know there's roses that don't smell as strong as as if you buy a rose you know somewhere else at a supermarket they sometimes smell quite as strong so you can get some that are not as strong or you can work with dried flowers for example or preserved flowers so there's so many options these days yeah and you cover all of that and so you were saying about table settings and bouquets and do you do yeah. like arbor arrangements and yeah. walls and stuff as well anything anything wow the sky's the limit it's true it's true the sky really is the limit and there's you know like you know there's pinterest um and obviously with the internet people can go and look at things from all over the world um, so the variety is, is, is unlimited. And also, it's not like it used to be in the olden days, we you know everything had to be white or a little bit of pink. Now you can just mix any color, really. So once a couple actually sends you an inquiry, what's your process in working with them from there? How does the inquiry process work and taking a booking and all that sort of stuff? So normally without COVID, yeah. <laughs> it would I kind of would try and make an appointment with them to meet them. Um, at the moment, unfortunately, that's not possible. So we have to wait. And a lot of couples are happy to just go first via email. So I'll send them a whole list of questions. That's my first um, point of to start. So I ask them, you know, like what the things I said, have you got a color scheme? Do you have um, any pictures you may share with me? They have a maybe a Pinterest board they can share with me. Um, not that I'm copying exactly what that is on the picture, but it gives me an idea what they vision and vision for their wedding. You know, you quickly, very quickly see, ah, oh, they want something really romantic or maybe more modern or maybe more just greenery and just a couple of flowers. That gives, that's, that's quite helpful. Um, and then I asked them a lot about, you know, the quantities, what, what they, how big is their bridal party? Do they need flowers for ceremony, ceremony and reception? Um, and I give them options, like, you know, for example, do you need flowers for a welcome sign? Do you need flowers for the cake? And then I also sent them a little brochure where there is like design options of a bridal bouquet because there's so many like you can have modern you can have something that is you know very very natural like boho chic or the traditional cascading so they can have a look at that and yeah so lots of questions and then they will go through that and send me back all their answers and once that's done and that, so I'm, I'm, I'm talking now about without seeing anyone face to face. Yes. <laughs> Normally we would, we would get together when I have got the proposal ready, but at the moment I will email it to them and with lots of options and different costs and they can look at that. They can pick and choose. They can change. You can change anything. Any arrangement can be made bigger or smaller. And yeah. And then you go from there. The thing is also, there is also couples that only want bridal party flowers. So they might only want, you know, a bridal, uh, a bridal bouquet, maybe some buttonholes and maybe bridesmaids and that's it. And that is absolutely fine. Some people are happy to just pick up the flowers from me even. 
Um, so they have something delivered, that's absolutely fine as well. So there's two different, different options. I've got a, a whole flower service where I deliver and install and break down, or I call it a la carte. Yeah. <laughs> where they can order and pick up or I can deliver as well. Yeah, okay. So many options. <laughs> yeah, there's so many options. And then look, once they, they're happy with everything, then um, they get a contract from me and they have to pay 30% deposit, which is a non-refundable deposit. And at the moment, because of coronavirus, if they have to change their wedding date, so they will not lose their deposit. Okay. It's transfers. That's right. Beautiful. Yeah, we have to be quite flexible with COVID at the moment, don't we? Yeah, we do. We do. Look, the thing is, obviously, with changing dates, it's always good for the vendors to know as soon as possible they do want to change the date. Um, and, then you, you know, hopefully you're, you're still free on that date. And um, if not, then you just have to find another solution. Yeah, that's right. Do you find quite often that couples come to you and don't know what they want? Or do you find that couples generally do know, have a pretty strong idea what they want with Pinterest and Instagram? Or is it a bit of a mixed bag? Actually, I have to say, so far, they always know. They've always known. So it's, it's, it's very interesting. And it's also very interesting in who is contacting me you think it's most the bride but it's not okay. <laughs> it's quite interesting as well so there's quite a lot of grooms out there who do the whole you know getting uh, quotes in for flowers and and dealing with you which is which is actually quite fun um, so it's a quite a, a good mix um, but mostly they know what they want mostly they've seen uh, pictures or they've got an idea i think at the state like flowers you probably not a lot of people would approach a florist like a year or more before the wedding normally it could be like for example i've i've just signed up a couple um that the wedding is in february so that's fairly a short period of time so yeah so flowers are probably not the top priority <laughs> It comes after, you know, like the venue and the celebrant and the photographer and the dress. And then somewhere after they've got the bridesmaid dresses, they know the colours and they will look at flowers. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> if you did have a couple or if we have any listening couples that don't really know where to start when it comes to flowers, do you have any advice for them? The easiest way is to contact the florist. and. For example, if they don't know about colors, I send them to Bunnings and get paint samples. I work with paint samples all the time. And then they can, you know, they can figure out, oh, you know, maybe these are the colors that we like, both of them like. Then they might have seen a bridesmaid's dress that they like. And then they give me the date and I can then show them or all the flowers that are available should be available at the time of their wedding. And, you know, it's my job to, to help them as well to see, to see arrangements and, you know, to, to make them see a vision of what it could look like. It's sometimes not easy because not everyone thinks the same, but, um, but you can do like, thank God for the internet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's much easier than it used to be, obviously. 
Yeah, absolutely. But it's no problem if they don't know, then we'll talk about it. And there's so many options that I can show them ideas. Yeah. And do you think it would be easier to even say to some couples, maybe wait until you've got your outfits organized and your wedding parties outfits organized and then maybe come to me and, and let me know? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think it's a very good idea. Also, for example, the groom might have want a very spe- special color of suit. Yep. Um, and, you know, like not the normal blue or black or gray. Um, and then it's, really, it's a good idea to wait until you figure that out and have, for example, bridesmaids dresses as well. And then you can, it's always easier, I think. Yeah. Do you think it's important to take into account the style of wedding dress or, or um, even the style of venue as well? Like, do you think for you, you like to know a few more of those details before you give structured advice i suppose like you've got a bit more of a picture for you yeah yeah it is so normally the couple will tell me where they get married and i then go on the internet and and i have a look at most venues thankfully have lots of photos on their website sometimes if it's not too far away actually go past and have a look um especially once a couple has booked me for example now i've got a couple that booked me but they couldn't go they can't go to the venue at the moment because it's closed so I said, look, we'll just wait and then I'll go and measure out things, you know, because some things you just can't see. Uh, but it's always good to know where they get married. And, and I always ask them, look, do you, have, do you have a theme for your wedding? Is it like a rustic theme? Like if, if they get married in a barn, then you, you know kind of the style they're looking for. Or do they get married in a really, you know, fancy hotel? Then it might be more modern. Um, so you kind of try and that it fits also to the venue. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And are you thinking about weather as well? Like I'm, I'm just thinking off the top of my head, outdoor ceremonies, are obviously super, super common beach yeah. ceremonies where it can be really windy and yeah. you know, all that sort of stuff, all that comes <laughs> into play as well, doesn't it? Absolutely. I think especially like when it's really, really hot and um, like I've got a, had a couple, they've moved, they had to move their wedding, unfortunately, due to coronavirus. And it would have been in the middle of summer and it was a, in a barn and there was no aircon. So then you need to think very differently. Like I can't use some, you know, things that just, they die before yeah. the ceremony. <laughs> so you have to think about those things. Or for example, like rose petals. A lot of people like rose petals and they are fine to use when you're outside, but a lot of venues don't like them when they're inside because they can stay in the floors. So there's lots of things to think about. That's, that's also the, the points that I will tell them, look, make sure you talk to your venue. Are you allowed to, to have fresh petals on the floors? Are you allowed to have real candles or do you have lead candles? So there's lots of, different things that you have to think about definitely and weather definitely weather <laughs> yeah yeah i mean especially in melbourne it could rain at yeah. any minute <laughs> or rose petals on a windy day that's just <laughs> oh good <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a disaster <laughs> yeah. that's right um so then on the big day you were saying that for particularly big weddings you might block out the whole weekend for set up and pack down and all that sort of stuff so yeah do you, how much time do you need before the wedding starts to get there and set up? So the more time, the better. Yes. <laughs> 
but some like for example if there's a venue where they have a ceremony before and then you have to rethink things and you might have to prepare i have to prepare a couple of things more at home than i would otherwise do at the venue so for example if i've got if i've got a wedding and i know it's going to be a really hot day i try not to prepare too many of the arrangements at home but i try to do it on location like for example an arch i i'd rather do it there because I might have not seen that arch before anyway. So I can't prepare something and then it looks too small on the arch or too big. So look, I had a wedding, my last wedding before the lockdown, it was a fairly big wedding. And I think I was there probably for about four and a half hours. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, and because I'm on my own, it might take a bit longer, but for a bigger wedding than that, then I'll have help. So I'll have, I'll, you know, drag my partner along, he can carry yeah. things. <laughs> but there's always, a, always yeah, yeah, always. <laughs> there's always a solution for every problem. If you've got a venue that is very strict and say, look, you can't, like, for example, I've got a wedding at the Melbourne Museum next year. Yep. And they don't want you to come in like three hours before. I might have tops half an hour to set up quickly. So then I know. I have to prepare everything. It has to be just ready to go, go in there, put it up and then take it back. Out. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's very different. So you just have to work with the venue. Yeah. You yeah. know, talk to them. And again, it's the same with meeting a couple. If you mm. meet, you know, you're, you're, you talk to them and you explain to them. Normally you always find a way. Yeah. And is that something that you find you need to do is contact the venue and have a bit of a chat before beforehand so you can make a, a plan around their requirements yeah. always always do mostly the couple they have like a designated person from the venue and they will give me i ask them for the details or i call them directly and then you know they, they tell you normally oh from that time you can go in that time to pick up and all of that so you 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 want to be in, a, in good communication with the venue as well that's really important yeah, beautiful. So are you finding that obviously you're packing up the following day, aren't you? Because everything needs to stay there overnight for the reception. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So some weddings, I don't have to go because they'll just chuck yeah. everything out. Or they take yeah, everything. okay. Um, so that's an option. So if they, for example, have a lot of vessels, rental vessels, or they have, you know, I help them with renting maybe an arbor or things that I have to pick up, um, I'll be there the next morning early, normally, <laughs> especially if they've got another wedding. Again, that depends on the venue. So you talk to the venue again and not bother the couple with it because that's the last thing they want to know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then just set it up with them and go and clean up. Okay. And oh, so you help people source other materials as well if they want to yes absolutely oh, okay because sometimes they it's it's very overwhelming like yeah. if you go if you type in rental wishing well you get like yeah thousands of different <laughs> <laughs> it's yes. very you know so then i i can i can help them with sourcing I, i'm happy to organize it for them pick up and delivery they pay just what what the rental costs but i'm yeah. happy to organize that for them absolutely and do you find that there's really different considerations for ceremony versus reception in terms of 
what kind of arrangements you're making? Are they totally different flowers or is it like one consistent theme throughout? Normally it's one consistent theme throughout. So you, the bridal party flowers is a package and then you use the same style and flowers and foliage for the rest. You, you, unless someone specifically says, I don't want that, but hasn't happened yet. So normally okay. it all matches. It all matches. Not exactly yeah. because that would be a bit, you know, <laughs> boring. <laughs> but always yeah. a little bit. It's, so this, the color scheme is the same, and normally you, used to, you pretty much use the same flowers. Yeah, you just change up the yeah. arrangement for your tables yeah. and your walls yeah. and your arbors, and yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. right. And also the other thing to consider: a lot of people, like you know, you, you might be on a budget, strict budget. You can reuse flowers from the ceremony for the reception. That's something that a lot of people do now. And, you know, it's, it's a good idea. Um, and, you know, you might need, need a, an, um, for example, you have a signing table arrangement and that will just stand after and no one looks at it anymore. So why not moving it on the bar or, you know, next to the DJ <laughs> or something? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I never, honestly, I never even thought of that myself to repurpose some of the ceremony flowers into the reception. Yeah. That's yeah. a good idea. You're a thinker. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was going to ask if you have an example of one of your best weddings that you've worked on, or I guess maybe one of your favorites, like the most creative or really, really different, something that you've never done before, or what do you think makes the, the best wedding in terms of you coming from the perspective of a florist? Yeah. I can't say that I had a best wedding because I love them all. They're all unique and they're all different because every couple has a totally different style and, and different ideas. And that makes it, that makes it exciting to be a florist because it's, it's never the same. It's always different. Um, I, I did have a wedding late last year where I worked with a lot of uh, material that I didn't work before. Like I used preserved flowers with fresh flowers and dried flowers and that was amazing. And I totally loved that um, because it was different. Um, but apart from that, they're, they're, all, they're all unique and they're all, they're all a great experience and, you know, I can't really say which one yeah. was. <laughs> and 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 the bed what makes it a good wedding is if you have perfect communication from the start. If that's not right, it's not gonna work. Um you have they have to like you and they have to trust you because uh, they won't see the flowers until the day. Um and if they if that's not possible then it's not going to work i think um so it's it's really important i think for me to you know keep the couple up to date for example if i've organized um a rental i sent them an email say look i've booked this for you here is the invoice or whatever this is going to be delivered in it then so you just have to you know let them know you're on top of it and keep them in the loop all the time and i think that's really important that makes, yeah. that makes a good wedding, I think. Yeah, absolutely. I think that comment on trust is, again, another comment that's super consistent amongst other suppliers I speak mm. with and, you know, work with is that it seems that we're all kind of 
we're all on board with the idea that the more the couple tries to control and the more perfect they want their wedding day, the more stressful it is, especially when things don't quite go to plan. Whereas the couples that trust in the suppliers more and let the suppliers take on that little bit more control and, you know, make changes on the fly where we need to and things like Mm. that, they seem to be the most relaxed and they tend to have the best weddings. That is true. But you know, the funny thing is I'm a control freak myself (laughs) and I totally understand every bride that wants know every i i get it i totally get it because i probably be bright from hell (laughs) myself because i would want to know everything and you know so when are you going to do this and you're going to do that so i kind of i understand it and that helps me sometimes in you know calming them down and you know explain things to them because i know exactly how it feels (laughs) yeah you're letting them know i can be the control freak for you yeah yeah, that's, that's, that's true and you do that by being on the ball, you know, like, like answering emails quickly and um, sending back the information they need and, and all that. And you assure them, you assure them that you know what you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess we should talk COVID a little bit. So <laughs> um, once things start to reopen and our restrictions are starting to ease, how has that changed how you have to work with your couples and the services that you offer? So I was, I have to say, I was lucky that I had flower deliveries. Yes. Um, without that, then that would, yeah, that would have been terrible, really. Um, mm. So I, I used to do flower deliveries only as a, a side business, you know, but, but suddenly it totally changed. Suddenly flower deliveries was, was like number one, of, of my business and weddings were just no, nowhere to be seen. Um, I think for me, look, I think I'm very positive that, that it's going to be, it's going to be good again and it might look a bit different and we have to have social distancing, but, um, I, I'm sure that we'll get back to where it was before. And, and it's important to, you know, like assure the couples, even if they have to maybe, you know, have less people at their wedding or, or they might have to change, you know, ceremonies have to be outside and can't be inside and things like that. For me, it's probably not as tricky as for, you know, for the couple itself, it's the hardest. Yes. And and for venues like like the venues is hard. They have to rethink their whole their whole setup. Um, for the musicians, it could be hard because they can't dance, for example. But I think from my for me for my business, I think for flowers, it wouldn't it wouldn't change too much. I think or I hope. Yeah. <laughs> Let's, <laughs> like you don't have to go sanitizing everything and you don't do you have to handle everything with gloves or anything like that like yeah well i i wear gloves anyway okay. and um and i wear obviously i wear a face mask yeah and and if if there will be different you know restrictions for how i have to go about a wedding then that's what we will do yeah you'll figure it out 
yeah, we'll figure it out. That's exactly right. Yeah. But look, I'm an optimist, so yeah. we'll get there and it'll be perfect again. Yeah, absolutely. I think you're right. I think um, we'll all, so many businesses have found ways to continue to operate or to operate differently, even during our hardest lockdown. So I'm sure as restrictions ease, we'll, we'll all figure it out together. We'll do what yeah. we can for our couples, won't we? Yeah, that's exactly right. And I think it, it always goes back to trust, be there for them and assure them that it's going to be perfect and it's going to be nice and it will be a wonderful day for them. Yeah. And I guess coming from the perspective of couples that may have been planning a bigger wedding, um, a, a bigger celebration, who may have had to rethink that and maybe downsized quite significantly, would you say that but would you say that flowers are still a very important consideration, like for things to still look and feel beautiful for when they can have photos taken and, you know, to still feel like a yeah. wedding? Yeah. Yeah. Look, I think that every couple will think differently, I think. Um, obviously, like a bridal bouquet, you have to have a bridal bouquet. <laughs> That's what I think. <laughs> but you might not, you know, if if the wedding is much smaller and you might not need all the flowers that you would have had before. And that is absolutely fine. Um, you know, it's it's very tricky to say because everyone's different. Some people have some people think flowers are more important than others. And they would have thought that before as well. Um, if you have a couple that they were thinking of a lot of flowers, elaborate flowers, they will have flowers at their wedding anyway. If you had a couple before all of this with COVID and think, oh, you know, maybe we don't need this or they will be exactly the same as well. I don't think it makes a big difference. I think it's just, you know, if, if you have instead of 200 people, you might only have 50, you'll have less flowers. Yeah. Yeah. You know. But, um, yeah, I don't think, I think they have to, in the end, do what's right for them. But yeah. I, I definitely think you need a bridal bouquet and a buttonhole. And a buttonhole, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just a little something. Yeah. <laughs> and do you have any just general advice, um, last thoughts, particularly, particularly on how couples can make the event really feel like it's their special event? Yeah. Um, I think I've been married and divorced, unfortunately, but um, I'm engaged again. Congratulations. And we were planning to get married as well, but we had to move our wedding. Oh, no. Um, and I've learned that don't stress yourself. Try to enjoy the ride and try to unload a lot of the jobs instead of doing them yourself ask one of the bridesmaids one of the moms or a friend to look after something just give it to them yeah <laughs> trust them to do the right you can tell them exactly what you want but i think you should be able to enjoy you should not have to stress around on your wedding day and think oh this is going to happen then it is you know is this going to work and just enjoy it and because that day it goes so so fast and it's just like that gone <laughs> yeah i think and and when you start the whole process of for example looking at flowers or it could be 
photography or a celebrant. I don't know, you might think the same. Don't take too many people with you <laughs> when you <Yeah>. meet. Because <laughs> it's like too many cooks in the kitchen. Uh, it's your day and it's your decision. It's your taste. It's your style. And that's all that matters. Yeah. Yeah. Really. That's a really valid point, actually, in terms of how many people you take with you to the appointments and who you choose to take with you to the appointments, because it is planning a wedding is such a personal thing and everybody has an opinion on how it should be done. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then you end up compromising with someone, you know, it's it's your wedding day. It's no one else's wedding day, really. Absolutely. I like it. What a lovely way to finish off. (laughs) <laughs> and for those that may want to get in touch with you, Tanya, how can people find you? Um, so I've got a website, which is www.heavenlycreationsfloristry.com. I'm on Facebook, also Heavenly Creations. I'm on Instagram, Heavenly Creations Floristry, or they can just give me a call. Um, they find all the details on my website. You know, Tanya, it was an absolute pleasure talking with you tonight. Thank you so much for making the time to catch up with me. Oh, thank you for having me. That's fantastic. No worries at all. You take care and stay in touch if you can. Yeah, we will definitely. And all the best to you. And thank you. Thank you, Tanya. Have a good one. Thank you. Bye. As always, I hope you enjoyed that episode of the Effortless Weddings podcast. Give the Instagram at Effortless Weddings a follow. This is where I promote upcoming episodes and also ask you for your feedback on who you want to hear from, what information you need to know and what areas you might need a hand with. If you happen to have some positive things to say and might like to help encourage others to join the tribe, give us a little review on your preferred podcast streaming service. And to keep hearing more great wedding advice from some of the best the industry has to offer, hit subscribe and get notified each week as new episodes drop. Once again, my name is Heidi and if you have any questions, ideas for an episode or even want to share your wedding planning stories, feel free to contact me. All of my links and information will be listed in the episode description. Thanks again for listening. Keep doing happy dances and remember that life is always better when sprinkled with cheesy love stuff.